everybody. Welcome to Evidence and Alibis. I'm your host, Molly, and today we are going to talk about the murder of Dee Dee Blanchard. Now, this is a very strange case, but it was suggested to me by a friend, and I thought I would take a look at it and try and dissect it with you. The opinions expressed are my own, and most of my information comes from credible news sources, ABC, NBC, some things actually come from interviews with the people involved. So, I do not use Wikipedia, and I do not condone those of you who do use Wikipedia to look up your information, because things like that can be changed. So... Late on the night of June 14th, 2015, deputy sheriffs in Greene County, Missouri, found the body of Dee Dee Blanchard face down in the bedroom of her house, just outside Springfield, lying on the bed in a pool of blood from stab wounds that had killed her several days earlier. There was no sign of her daughter, Gypsy Rose, who, according to Blanchard, suffered from leukemia, asthma, muscular dystrophy, and several other chronic conditions, and had the mental capacity of a seven-year-old due to brain damage she suffered as a result of her premature birth. The Blanchard's neighbors, who notified the police after growing concern about Facebook posts earlier in the evening, suggested that Dee Dee may have fallen victim to foul play. They were also fearful that Gypsy Rose, whose wheelchair and medications were still in the house, might have been abducted and in serious danger. Police found Gypsy Rose the next day in Wisconsin, where she had traveled with a boyfriend she had met online. She was alive and well, but quote-unquote, things are not always as they appear the Green County Sheriff said the next morning. Public outrage that someone might have taken advantage of a severely disabled girl to kill her mother gave way to shock and some sympathy for Gypsy Rose when the investigators announced that the younger woman was actually an adult and had none of the physical or mental health issues her mother claimed she had. Further investigation found that some of the doctors who examined Gypsy Rose, both locally and in the New Orleans area, where she and her mother had lived, allegedly before being displaced by Hurricane Katrina, had found no evidence of the claimed disorders. In one case, professionals suspected Munchausen syndrome by proxy, which is a mental disorder where a parent or another caretaker exaggerates or fabricates illness in a person under their care to obtain sympathy or attention. Dee Dee had changed her name slightly after her family confronted her about how she treated Gypsy Rose and suspected her of poisoning her stepmother. Nonetheless, many people accepted her situation as true, and the two benefited from the efforts of charities such as Habitat for Humanity, Ronald McDonald House, and the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Dee Dee, who reportedly had Munchausen syndrome by proxy, had been making her daughter pass herself off as younger and pretend to be disabled and chronically ill in the process, subjecting her to unnecessary surgery and medication and controlling her through occasional physical and psychological abuse. Munchausen expert Mark Feldman says that this is the first such case in his quarter century of experience of an abused child killing a parent. Gypsy Rose has pleaded guilty to second-degree murder and is serving a 10-year sentence while her boyfriend awaits trial on a first-degree murder charge. So let's talk a little bit about the background. Um, Dee Dee Blanchard, uh, her original name was Claudine, spelled with two D's, so that's where Dee Dee comes from, um, was 
born in Jack Bay, Louisiana, and grew up with her family in Golden Meadow. Now, she was said that during her childhood, she would occasionally engage in petty theft, um, often as a retaliation method when things didn't go her way. And at some point in her early life, she worked as a nurse's aide. So she had a little bit of experience in the medical field, which is probably why she was able to pass things off so well with different doctors and get all these surgeries and unnecessary things done to her child. Um, after her death, her family expressed suspicion that she might have killed her own mother who died in 1997 by denying her food, but that was never actually um, proven. When she was 24, she became pregnant by Rod Blanchard. They named their daughter Gypsy Rose since Dee Dee liked the name Gypsy and Rod was a fan of Guns N' Roses. But the couple separated when Rod realized that he had gotten married for the wrong reasons. Despite Dee Dee's efforts for him to return, he did not and she took her newborn daughter to live with her family. Now, the childhood of Gypsy, her birth might have been slightly premature, possibly affecting the development of her skull, but other than that, she had no known health issues. According to her father, she remained in, he remained involved with his daughter at this point in time. She was three months old, and her mother was convinced that she suffered from sleep apnea and began taking her to the hospital, where repeated overnight stays with a sleep monitor and other tests found no sign of the condition. Nevertheless, Dee Dee became convinced that Gypsy had a wide range of health issues, which she attributed to an unspecified chromosomal disorder, which, I mean, that's like a very um, vague term for really anything. You know, you can blame chromosomal disorders for pretty much anything at this point. But when Gypsy was seven or eight, she was riding on her grandfather's motorcycle and he had an accident. She suffered a cut to her knee, which her mother said was a visible sign of injuries that would require several surgeries to treat properly. And from then on, Gypsy was confined to a wheelchair, although he saw signs that she was indeed healthy enough to walk on her own on several occasions. Nonetheless, she often went with her parents to Special Olympics events. And in 2001, when Dee Dee claimed she was eight, she was named the honorary queen of the crew of Mid-City Parade. It's a child-oriented parade that's held during Mardi Gras, and it's in New Orleans. Um, her mother homeschooled her because her illnesses were quote-unquote so severe. Um, her father remarried, but it really didn't matter that they didn't really have much to do with her life. And when he would call, the mother would tell him, now remember, she thinks that she's this age because she's mentally disabled. And it wasn't the truth. So anyway, they lived in public housing and paid their bills with public assistance. And she was granted these things to help with the supposed medical conditions. 
She spent most of her time with Gypsy visiting various specialists, mostly at Tulane Medical Center and the Children's Hospital of New Orleans, seeking treatment of illnesses Dee Dee claimed Gypsy suffered from, which she now included hearing and vision problems. A muscle biopsy found no sign of muscular dystrophy. Dee Dee insisted that Gypsy still had it, but she was successful in securing treatment for the other issues that she had. She told doctors Gypsy had seizures every few months and they prescribed anti-seizure medication. Several surgeries were performed on her and Dee Dee took Gypsy to the emergency room for minor ailments. Now, after Hurricane Katrina ruined the area where they were living, they relocated to Missouri. Um, when people found out that there was this helpless child that was so sick and dying, and the mother was doing all she could to take care of her Habitat for Humanity, built them a ramp, a wheelchair ramp for Gypsy on their house. You know, she had so many medical appointments and treatments that she had to go to, which were all fake anyway, but she was always giving, uh, getting free flights to see doctors in the Kansas City area, free trips to Walt Disney World, backstage passes to concerts, and, you know, they really took advantage of the system, which, I mean, you know, the thing is, is Gypsy knew that something was wrong, but she knew she wasn't sick, but she knew something was wrong. However, she never said anything because her mother would threaten her, and she would tell her, you know, don't say anything, don't say anything, and I'll, you know, I'll do this for you, or I'll do that for you, you know. She started to have suspicious, uh, deceptive behavior. Um, and doctors also noticed that Dee Dee was not a good historian on medical records for the child. Yet, the thing that bothers me is that none of the doctors that they were going to see ever reported Dee Dee for child abuse. They never reported it to CPS. But anyway, she constantly lied that her daughter was mentally handicapped, and that's why she didn't speak. Uh, she would rub Aura Gel on her daughter's gums to make her salivate. I don't know if you know what Aura Gel does. Most of us do. But if you've never used Aura Gel because you've never had extreme tooth pain, that's probably a good thing. Um, it makes the affected area kind of numb and it takes the pain away for a temporary time well putting it all over your gums would make you salivate so she did that to gypsy and then convinced a doctor to remove her salivary glands which in turn causes this child to lose most of her teeth so eventually they had a computer and they had facebook pages but eventually she caught Gypsy talking online to a guy that she had met on a quote-unquote Christian singles website. She was not happy that she could not control her daughter, so she smashed her computer and told her she wasn't allowed to see him. Um, but she found a way around all of that. She also tried to escape from her mother. She knew she could walk. She tried to escape from the house and her mother handcuffed her 
and leashed her to a bed for two weeks. Now, I'm sorry, but look, I love children, and I just, you know, the one thing I've wanted more than anything in my life is to be a mom, and my future child, I'm going to love that thing unconditionally, so like, I cannot, seriously, I cannot fathom how someone could do this to their child, I just, I, I just don't, like, it just blows my mind that any of this is possible, you know, so... I, I just, oh my goodness. Anyway, uh, Gypsy had a friend, Aaliyah Woodmansey, who was her neighbor, and she considered herself a big sister. She had discussed uh, the boyfriend she met with her and that they were considering eloping. She never actually discussed the plan to murder her mother in front of Aaliyah, which is, you know, to be expected, but she did confide in her a lot. So, just what she does know wasn't really ever discovered. Um, but she would confide in her a lot. Especially since her mother was trying to keep her from seeing the guy that she was, quote-unquote, in love with. So, the boyfriend, whose name is Nicholas, go John, came to Springfield in June of 2015 while Gypsy and her mother were at a doctor's appointment. But after they had returned home and Dee Dee went to sleep, Gypsy let him in the house and allegedly gave him duct tape, gloves, and a knife with understanding that he would use it to murder her mother. So, she also said she didn't actually expect him to go through with it, but he did. Um, He asked her to hide in the bathroom while he did it. Then he murdered the mother and they left and went to Connecticut or Wisconsin. They went to Wisconsin and you know, that's where they were caught. Several people saw her and they were like, oh, that's the kid that's been on TV and can walk. Da 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 da. What the hell? She, you know, was supposed to be in a wheelchair. Well, she felt bad about everything that had happened to her mother that she posted something on her Facebook page and that's where people got suspicious and that's when the police showed up and everything happened and she was arrested now after the disclosure of how Dee Dee treated Gypsy all those years sympathy for her as the victim of a violent murder rapidly shifted to her daughter as a long-term victim of child abuse While the charge of first-degree murder can carry the death penalty under Missouri law or life without parole, county prosecutor Dan Patterson soon announced he would not seek it for either Gypsy or Gojon, calling the case extraordinary and unusual. After her attorney obtained her medical records from Louisiana, he secured a plea bargain to second-degree murder for Gypsy. So undernourished was Gypsy that during the year she was in jail, she actually gained 14 pounds. In July of 2015, she accepted the plea bargain agreement and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Now, Gojon still faces a more severe charge because he initiated the murder plot. But, he's still in jail. So, the friends and neighbors who always looked out for the mother and daughter engaged in considerable soul-searching about how they had been so deceived. 
Aaliyah Woodmansey, whose information about Gypsy's relationship led police to the couple the day after Dee Dee's body was discovered, said she cried out of disbelief upon hearing that Gypsy had never been sick or disabled. Her mother recalled how everyone had accepted Dee Dee's claims without asking for proof and wondered if the mother and daughter had been secretly laughing at their neighbor's naivety. The neighbor who called the deputy sheriff's to the house the night before said what have i been believing how could i have been so stupid despite the disclosure 60 people attended a candlelight vigil for dd Dee Dee downtown in downtown springfield the night after the body was discovered the people were giving community there and they've been played so it's easy for them to feel like they're going to not be able to trust people again you know the family in louisiana did not regret that dd Dee Dee was dead uh, they didn't pay for her funeral or even pick up her ashes. Her father and stepmother ultimately flushed them down the toilet. Um, Gypsy's father is less critical. I think Dee Dee's problem was she started to wet the lies and there was no escaping afterwards. It was like a tornado got started. He was actually happy when he saw a video of Gypsy walking under her own power. Now, Gypsy says she feels like she's freer in prison than living with her mom because she's allowed to just live like a normal woman. Had she, to let's be honest, had she stayed in the situation any longer, then, yeah, it would have been, she would have died because the mother was poisoning her slowly and killing her slowly with everything that she was doing. You know, she always hoped that doctors would see through the muse that they had going on, and she was frustrated that nobody really did but one doctor. So, she accepts that she committed a crime and has to live with the consequences, but she still feels freer. Victims of Munchausen by proxy abuse often avoid doctors and hospitals in their later lives due to lingering trust issues. Gypsy also exhibits at times the same sociopathic manipulative behaviors as her mother who was for much of her life her only role model. She's already going to be psychologically compromised so there is really not going to be any going back after this. She's just going to have to try and live day by day. So you know knowing that Dee Dee had the issues she had when she was growing up makes me understand how she could end up being uh this person this abusive person psychologically to her daughter now i still don't understand how a parent could want to harm their child because children are a blessing yes sometimes they can be a pain but they are a blessing so i don't understand that but i am grateful that she finally gets to live a somewhat normal life so, this has been the murder of Dee Dee Blanchard with evidence and alibis. I hope to hear you guys soon as I record an episode on Alan Iverson and the crimes that he committed. I hope you've enjoyed this. And if you need to, you can reach out to me on Twitter at evidence underscore alibis. I'd be happy to hear from you. Bye.